Our top story on the KRMG Morning News with Dan Potter happening now. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt is on his way to Tulsa to give an address on the state of business in our state to the Tulsa Chamber today at noon. And Governor Kevin Stitt joins us live on the KRMG Morning News with Dan Potter. Morning, Governor. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Good. I, do I have that right? You're uh, coming up the Turner headed this way? That's exactly right. We're on the turnpike heading to T-Town. Okay. I'm going to be there today, so first things first, what's on the menu? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going, to be a, it's going to be a great day. It's good to be back in Tulsa. My family just moved to Oklahoma City, and um, so excited to be back in my hometown. But just going to give everybody an update of my first eight months in office and some of the legislative successes and then give them a peek of what, we're, uh, what we got on the game plan for the 2020 session. I actually meant the real menu, but I'm just going to assume it's chicken and maybe uh, some some sort of potatoes. Um, oh yeah, probably some rubber chicken. I've got to I've got to ask you first about the opioid decision that was uh, handed down yesterday. Well, we, you know, we've had several calls, not just today but before today, saying they're they're upset Oklahoma was even involved in this lawsuit. They don't see it as something that's the pharmaceutical company's fault. They see it as the fault of the people who uh, got addicted and the people who prescribe those drugs. Those are the calls we're getting. What do you think about yesterday's decision and the, and the suit? Well, we're you know, on the decision, we're monitoring that very, very closely. Uh, I just spoke with my uh, general counsel this morning. Uh, we've got meetings with the House, the Senate, and the Attorney General, and we're still digesting the decision. It was a little bit uh, peculiar in the way that it rolled out. And, but, uh, you know, the main, the main focus for me and my administration is, addressing the opioid crisis and so that's what my health care plan is focused on that's what we're going to be focused on uh and, and we're monitoring this uh settlement and, and it's going to be appealed and it's still uh probably years away and so uh uh but I, we're, we're we're all over it can can you move ahead can the state move ahead with some of these programs not knowing for sure if we're going to get the money you know i i think so I think that's part of the uh, I, I uh, task our healthcare authority and mental health departments to really focus on this opioid crisis. And so uh, I'm going to be rolling that plan out later this uh, this fall. We've got a about a hundred people from around the state uh, involved with putting our healthcare plan together, and, and uh, I'm excited to roll that out for Oklahomans. But absolutely, I mean it's got to be part of the discussion, uh, even you know uh, if we're a little bit delayed on some of these uh, some of these resources that we think are forthcoming. All right, let's uh, talk about the state of business in Oklahoma. You ran on a platform of, of running the state like a business. So how do you think you're doing on that so far? I would give us ourselves an A this year. First off, I can't do it by myself. It takes a team, and I'm so proud of uh, the men and women that have joined my administration. Uh, we'll probably talk about that a little bit today, but putting my cabinet together was the first thing that I focused on. Uh, we've got tremendously talented people. Uh, the first thing I did was I put a COO in place, a chief operating officer to run the cabinet and run the state agencies. And so uh, Mike Maisie, another Tulson, who's on my cabinet as the secretary of budget. Uh, so he's been meeting with the CFOs across all the different state agencies to break down their P&Ls and literally ensure that we are uh, spending the money on target. What I mean by on target is I challenge every agency to define what does top 10 look like. For example, in infrastructure, how can we be top 10 in roads and bridges and pavement conditions? Come up with a game plan, and then let's make sure those resources are allocated appropriately instead of getting off target. Because what you find in state government 
is just mission creep all over the place. These agencies get into the things that is not core to what they're set up and established to do. And uh, so that's what I always remind our team that it's really, really simple. Uh, we want the same things, whether you're Republican, Democrat, rural, or urban, old or young. We want the best education for our kids. We want the best roads and bridges. We want a robust economy. We want the best uh, access to health care. And so let's not get this overcomplicated. Let's focus on running those things. And it's the same thing that every other state has and uh, has to deal with, and the same problems, same issues. And so let's figure it out in our state. Let's do it better than others. Have have you had to send any of those state agency heads back to the drawing board and say, no, I, that's not what I meant by being top 10. I really want to be top 10. It's, it's a difficult metric to come up with, and, and I would imagine that some state agencies might have trouble figuring out exactly what that means. Oh, I mean, it, it, it is, and it's a very aspirational, but it's a direction. It's, a, it's the beacon that I'm trying to get everybody aligned up to point towards, and, and I hope Oklahomans can feel it. Uh, people are talking about it, and my agency heads are starting to say, well, if we're going to be top 10 and we're ranked 30th in this category now, here's what we're going to do. Here's what the top 10 are doing. And maybe it's more investment. Maybe it's uh, it's restructuring the agencies. And so uh, I just challenge them all the time to do that. And, for example, you, you guys probably saw uh, my higher ed. Uh, I constitutionally don't have the authority to change anything with higher education, uh, but that's not stopping me. I am, I am meeting with the board. I met with the chancellor. I said, listen, we've got to move a different direction. I need, I need a, a fresh set of eyes on this. I don't think that we have the research universities in our great – uh, colleges that we need, and, and, and I'm looking at other states as I'm meeting with other governors, and I'm seeing what's happening at uh, Purdue University and the things that Indiana's doing, uh, and I want that for Oklahoma. We can be a research university, and so I'm trying to push higher ed. Uh, I'm trying to push, uh, you know, our commerce group is doing a fantastic job of identifying the five states that we have a competitive advantage over, and then they're going after those businesses and those industries where uh, from a regulatory standpoint or from just a cluster standpoint, we have some advantages here in Oklahoma. Uh, because in sales, if you, uh, you know, if you can fill a need and you have an advantage over another company or another state, we should win our fair share of those. And so uh, that's kind of my message to all the state agencies. It, it's working. Uh, they are, uh, we're, we're moving the needle because Oklahomans elected me to look at things differently, and that's what I'm doing across all state agencies. One of the uh, things that's been in the news a lot this week is the uh, petition drive to put uh, permitless carry or constitutional carry on the ballot. Rick Corey is here and has a question about that. I know, Governor, we, you and I have talked about this before, and, and your quote has been, the people want it, and I signed it, and that's that. You think this is going to go anywhere? What's your reaction to what they're trying to do, and can it go somewhere? You know, uh, again, the, the – I'll, I'll say it again. I, the people spoke very loudly. It was uh, it was signed. It was uh, passed by the legislature in 2018. Uh, Mary Fallon vetoed it. It was passed again in 2019. I signed it, uh, but I also signed it. I made them go back and look at uh, some protections. And so basically, the protections are in your big big venues: the Chesapeake Center, the BOK Center. Uh, you can't have open carry there. The public school systems. Uh, you can't have open carry. And this same law is in 15 other states. And I remind people, uh, even in uh, Bernie Sanders, most liberal guy in the Senate, his, his state of Vermont has the same constitutional carry. So this, we're not an outlier in Oklahoma uh, at all with this legislation, uh, plus the fact that it's in our Constitution 
and it is a right. And so I feel very, very comfortable with it uh, that uh, I signed it into law last year. I don't think that they're going to get any traction. Uh, the legislature has also filed something, or there was another group that filed something uh, against the group that's trying to get the 60,000 signatures. You say the people have spoken. By that, I guess you mean the people picked the legislators based in part on how they might vote on an issue like this. Well, that and uh, I won the general election by 12, 12 points, and I was very uh, clear that uh, I was a constitutional conservative and I, and I uh, was going to protect our right to bear arms. And, and so uh, I won the, won the election with all 4 million Oklahomans. Do you, so you don't think it's necessary that the people themselves vote on this, that, that it be taken to you know, a referendum? Well, I mean, it, it, obviously there's a point in our Constitution that if there's get enough signatures, it can be pushed to the ballot of the people. And uh, if that's the way it works itself out, uh, that's fine. I'm, I'm very confident. I have, uh, you know, I hear from people all over the state that tell me to continue to stand firm on that, and they're excited that I signed it. But if it, uh, if it goes that route, then, of course, the people will have a chance to have it on a ballot. Governor Kevin Stitt on his way to Tulsa for today's, let me read the exact title, the Tulsa Regional Chamber's State of the State, which is kind of confusing because you gave the State of the State address in, in February. Uh, but you're focusing mainly on business and your accomplishments so far in office in this speech. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. So basically just uh, giving Tulsa an update on uh, the successful session we had, kind of what's happened the first eight months, and then kind of a sneak peek. Uh, we're still finalizing our game plan, and we're doing our strategy session. Uh, we've got one coming up this weekend and then one uh, later on this fall. Uh, but I'll, I'll have some, uh, some tidbits of what we're going to be rolling out in 2020. Yeah, we mentioned your – desire to make all state agencies top 10 state agencies make oklahoma a top 10 state have you seen the needles moving yet i mean can you point to a metric that says all right this state agency was ranked 19th last year now it's 14th yeah so uh one of them that we're really proud of is uh in transportation so our uh uh, infrastructure plan and our bridges now are number 13th in the country mm. and our goal is to get them into the top 10 in uh, uh, in bridge conditions by 2020 so we're really proud of that and we've also tasked them now to look at pavement conditions uh, we have ways to measure that against other states and uh, so excited about that also obviously in education uh, we're continuing to uh, you know work with Joy Hoffmeister the state superintendent of schools to set higher standards uh, we have to have the standards in the top 10 before you can ever start accomplishing that. And so that's also a big, big push for us. Uh, the economy, I, uh, you know, uh, we'll give some actual specifics in the speech today, uh, but commerce is doing a fantastic got a lot of business announcements, uh, especially in the northeast part of the state. Uh, really proud of uh, uh, Google over there in Pryor, Pryor Industrial Park. They, I just met with their CEO, and they, they're rolling out another $600 million investment there. Uh, you know, it's their number two data center in the world. And so we've just got some exciting things going in commerce. Uh, and, and, and I could go on and on about all the, the things we're doing. Tourism, uh, Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell, who's my Secretary of Tourism and Branding, uh, Branding Summit, uh, that we brought in PR firms, advertising firms from around the state uh, to work on our new brand for Oklahoma because Oklahoma is okay. Uh, is not okay with me. And that was our old kind of brand 
really excited to, to, to share that with Oklahomans. I don't know where you are on the turnpike, but we might have trouble here. You're starting to drop out just a little bit, but I'm wondering, can you share any of that branding process? I'd love to hear some of the phrases that have been kicked around. <laughs> they would kill me if I uh, if I told you some <laughs> of the right. stuff they're kicking around. Come on, you're in uh, charge. But, <laughs> you can do anything you, you want. You can do that. Come on. <laughs> but, but, no, I was really excited. I mean, we had Oklahomans from around the state, professional PR firms, advertisers, agencies, coming together, uh, donating their time, to work on the Oklahoma's new branding campaign. And it's going to be from billboards to welcome signs to license plates to our slogan to what commerce and tourism talks about. Uh, I'm so excited about just kind of a, a universal brand that we can talk about with Oklahoma as we as we set Oklahoma 2.0 forward. What's the timeline for rolling that out? So by the end of the year, we, we should have all that. They they had their first initial meeting, and then they broke out into nine different sections. And it's uh, it's branding, it's uh, uh, or I mean different committees. It's uh, it's branding, it's signage, it's slogans, it's uh, you know how do we what do we want the world to think about Oklahoma, uh, all that. So uh, also tourism. I got to brag on uh, uh, the tourism department and Matt Pinnell. Their, their website was the number one most hit. We updated all of our website stuff, was the number one uh, visited website out of all 50 states. And so those are the kind of things that we're pushing and driving. And, guys, uh, we, we can compete and win against any other state. We know that as Oklahomans. Uh, we just have to think bigger, and, and that's what we're uh, – we're, I'm hiring the type of people that think bigger – uh, that want to take us to the next level. Uh, we've only got a couple minutes left. I want to throw in some open mic questions. First one's about secondary education. Yeah, I want to know what the governor's going to do about the teacher pay raise. $1,200 a year is nothing when your insurance is $525 a month just for the kids. And more money for teachers somewhere down the road? Yeah, so uh, for the last two years, it's the only time it's happened in state history, we gave our wonderful school teachers a pay raise for the second year in a row. So since 2018, we've moved from $7,200. We've increased their pay between $7,200 and $9,200. Now we're topping the region. Uh, and I look at this six-state region, and in business, you've got to pay what market is. And I believe our teachers now are paid market. Uh, Health care costs are going up across the board for everyone. So I feel his pain. Uh, I'm sure that was a, a teacher there talking, but they are paid market now, and that's all I can do. Uh, but also, a uh, working environment, giving them the tools to succeed. Uh, we put more money to the superintendents to also use how they want in their classrooms this year. I love this next question. What is the most troubling thing that you found since taking office? What is the most troubling thing you've found? You know, the... Uh, I would think just the speed that everything moves. It's so frustrating. You, you want to get everything done quickly, and if you see a problem, you want to fix it. But there's a lot of obstacles in place and kind of uh, the politics get around it. Uh, I don't know how. It, me being an outsider business person has been so helpful because I can come in and really move the needle. But I think the, the speed and how things work. And also, uh, you know, when I got there, I wasn't able to control the state agencies. Oklahomans wanted me to fix health care, wanted me to fix the correction department. We were number one in something we should be number 50th at in incarceration rates. And the legislature agreed with me and gave me the authority to run those agencies. And so that's exciting. You're going to see us moving the needle because I've got the right people now in place in those top agencies uh, to move the needle for Oklahomans. So uh, those kind of things, not been able to control uh, 
you know, the, the agencies was a big problem. That got solved for me uh, at the end of March. Well, we will see you at the uh, Tulsa Business Center today at noon for the speech. Um, travel safely, and thanks for spending so much time with us today. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much.